Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 392 of the Drunk Christian Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I'm Tyler. Joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Cables. What's up, buddy? Yo, I'm doing all right. Doing all right, just a little bit tired, but at the same time, <laughs> it's podcast time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, this is, for people who don't remember, uh, we're doing a uh, special back-to-back episodes um, this weekend uh, to give us a little break here as we go uh, to our extra life journey. Um, so, yeah, so it's like... 1240 here my time right now on Sunday night but uh no yeah so we're we have some fun little things we're gonna we could talk about here uh with some topics that we threw in um to discuss we're gonna, we're gonna run through them and see where we're at uh see maybe we get through uh and then uh kind of go from there but thought we start off I'm planning on putting this out uh sometime on Friday um but uh so give us uh, what's your overall plans for extra life all right, so the overall plans for Extra Life, besides playing Resident Evil 6 with you, I want it to be like a sort of day where I try to catch up on, say, some little games. I know from our last recording I said I wanted to try to invest a little bit inside of Overwatch, which mm-hmm. I'm not too sure when at like when during the day I will try that. I wanted to try to at least play a little bit more of like the tank class in regards to playing as either Reinhardt or like another... A specific character or something because i did enjoy the last time that i played overwatch fairly recently my time as a tank i did receive some bit of accolades from other players online so i want to at least aim for an hour of playing overwatch at most i know what was successful for me last year was when i went into specific chunks of certain games and stuff because i was able to tackle a couple of different games that i wanted to i went through the entirety i think of castlevania symphony of the night last year during extra life which took me a good solid i think five to five to eight hours and i did that throughout that whole day still fun it's still fun to play to this day for me but uh, other games other games i'm not really too sure about but depending upon what we when we go through and start resident evil 6 and when we actually go through and uh finish it up I have no clue at this moment in time. My intent was to stream some bit of PS4 games throughout my Elgato, and on top of that, maybe some Switch games. But there's like two games I have that are concrete: Resident Evil Six and Overwatch. Nice. Um, it was like it's a tip I was giving out last week, where a couple, uh, or two weeks ago now at this point, where I was talking about you know like if there's a game you think you might be interested in, just download it, have it ready yeah. to go. Um, like I, I have a decent amount of game and have different games too. Don't just try to focus on, uh, you know, don't, don't have too many of one game cause, uh, you will, you know, don't have a bunch of, uh, open world games or shooter games, uh, downloaded cause you will, uh, burn out on me. Like I need something different to play. Oh, um, no. so like right now, like, yeah, obviously Resident Evil six, I'm banking on that to taking up at least a minimum, a third of our day. Um, you know, I've talked about many times before that, like going in this extra life, I don't really have, you know, anything new, uh, to play. That's like, I'm wanting to play. Um, I think you're a good spot right now when just starting Ghost of Tsushima. That's like, to me, that's like, that's always been like those like open world games have always been perfect extra life games. Right. Uh, especially if you just want to knock out some side content because like, you don't have to worry about the story. You don't like, you just, you want to grind and get some level experience or resources, blah, blah, blah. Those games are perfect for extra life, especially if you're going to be like, you know, in a party chat, you don't have to focus on anything. 
Um, but uh, you know, Resident Evil Six is a big one. Uh, I've downloaded uh, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare One and Two re- uh, remasters that came out uh, previously. Uh, Titanfall Two is also uh, downloaded because I beat it on Xbox One when it first came out, and then I got it uh, a few years ago for Christmas. My sister bought it for me the year it came out, and because uh, I, I wanted to, just, I love this. I rented it, and I loved it so much I wanted to actually own it. So she bought me a copy of it, and uh, I, I played it and never finished it. So on PS4. So I, I do want to jump back and maybe play it again. Also, redownload Injustice 2. Uh, I wanted to replay that because I'm, I'm assuming Injustice 3 is going to be coming out hopefully sometime next year. Um, if they st- if uh, Rocksteady stays on their... Not Rocksteady. Uh, Neverrealm stays on their pace of releasing a game every other year. Um, what else does I have? Del- I mean, I, I'm, I'm anticipating we're going to have... Uh, every year we have a bunch of us get into like Rocket League... Uh, and, and play that. So I'm hoping we get some Rocket League going on. Overwatch, I do have downloaded. There's a bunch of like I'm Predator Hunting Ground, Friday the 13th. Uh, hoping for a lot of those games um, to have. Uh, we can jump into because that's always a, a key. Is like especially you get you get late in the day, you get that last uh, third or so of the day, uh, even the second half where like just playing games with friends is a, is a boost that you're gonna need and it's a good time. Um, it, Dude, I'll tell you what, man, it's like. Yeah. I would be perfectly stoked if, like, we got a good party or something, trying to play Friday the 13th, and uh, we tried to yeah. have some more friends or something, try to kill, like, Jason. Yeah, I would <laughs> to, be told, to, yeah. I would I, love I would that. Like, I would like to get that uh, one trophy or something like that where you have to try to kill Jason by just holding the mask. Dude, yeah. Let's do that. It was just so oddly specific that I feel like if we have, like, a group of uh, 8 to 16 of us and stuff, we could just bullshit around and try doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember yeah, we tried, we worked together to, to do that. We still couldn't do it. So, um, that, yeah, it was, it's very difficult to do. Um, like even like the guy playing Jason was like, all right, here, kill me. And we couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be a blast. And it's like I said, you just, I have a good chunk of games I have downloaded ready to go. Um, for when the day comes. Cause I mean, I've talked about, I talked about it a couple weeks ago where it's just like, you think you're ready. You have a, enough games there to play, but it's like, when you're 14, 15 hours into uh, to your day, and it's like none of these games are clicking for me, it's like you don't want to wait, you know, because you, oh fuck, I have a, I want to play this game, but it's a 60 gigabyte download that's gonna take the rest of the night to play, or to download to even get a chance to play it. So it's like just have everything ready to go on the ready. Um, you better be safe than sorry, uh, you know, for for those you know on on those nights. So um, like I said, especially in, especially in the middle of the night when you're you got those last four or five hours left, you know, just anything they'll click for you. Especially and for me, obviously I'm going to play Madden. Um, I was, um, I like to start off my extra life playing a game of Madden. And then I usually like to end it or late in the night. I play a game of Madden. Um, kind of, you know, keeps me focused a little bit. And it's just fun to see how like, well I do, um, with, you know, after 20 something hours of playing games straight and no sleep, uh, my motor skills, see how they work. You know, it's, it's, we got, we got, you got playing out too. Like I, like we, we talked about when we decided to do the Resident Evil Six playthrough. It's like we can't start with Resident Evil Six. We can't end with Resident Evil Six. We got to find a nice balance where I feel like we need to start it early enough in the run where it's like we're we're both a few hours in. We played some of the other games, got us like all right, we're primed, ready to go, we're, we're pumped. Because I don't, my my thing is, I don't want to be playing that game. I don't want to be 10 hours in. All right, I was supposed to start, we'll start Resident Evil 6. Because remember, we did that like four years ago. We're like, we're going to play Resident Evil 6. I think it was 2017. Yes, it was. And, and we were like, 
but we like waited so long and it's like you mentioned it to me but i could tell in your voice like i don't want to play this but like we said we're gonna do it <laughs> and you asked me i'm like dude i don't want to play that either but it's just like you know it's like we got that monkey effort back it's gonna be i i think playing it together will be a good time but we also like i said we need to we want that's a game we need to start in the first four or five hours of our of our run uh is like and knock it out and then when we get into like the really really hard part of extra life that that last that last eight six hour stretch then we can play the games that we actually kind of want to play you know instead of forcing ourselves to play a game but who knows maybe my maybe that's our point we'll enjoy it to some, some extent but uh yeah um that'll be fun and we're gonna both be streaming it uh i'll be um we'll have it uh, i'll set it up so we're streaming it on our on the drunk uh, drunk nerds podcast uh twitch feed uh twitch.tv slash drunk nerds podcast um but also all right we'll, Gables will be streaming it on uh, Twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables, and yep. I'll be I'll be streaming it on Twitch.tv slash uh, Gingerboy507. So if you want to watch us uh, play through the entirety of that, um, we'll be doing that on there. So that should be fun. And I'll if I can, I'll I'll set it up and then we can I'll I'll post it on our YouTube channel later, um, sometime that week whenever I'm fully functional again. Um, yeah, that, I mean that's kind of our plans for extra life. Should be fun, and things always deviate. That's we always have an idea, and like I say, even though you have twenty games downloaded, you're still going to deviate a little bit off of that. Yes, um, you will. But another thing I wanted to touch upon is, um, you know, we we talked about it previously already, uh, but we never really talked about it on the podcast. But like, you know, like the game of the generation, and when we're going to do that, like when we did the last one, uh, we did it, um, we did it during Thanksgiving, so we got like a little bit of a break going into the Thanksgiving week. Um, we're not going to be doing it this time. I think it'll do a little differently because that was kind of rough too. Because like we're still currently playing like that current generation of games, uh, so it was like kind of made you know a little rougher to do. Um, you know, because like I'm, like I was, you know, I just finished a, f- a few pretty big, really great games. All right for that, it makes it like a little harder because you have that like that recency bias and all that. Um, and also, we have consoles coming out with a bunch of big games coming out. It's like we don't want to be talking about the the la- the last generation games and we have these, all these big new new generation games so uh we're i think the plan is tentatively we're going to do our game of generation list and uh sometime in january and i think we'll, we'll do we what do we agree on 25 top 25 i think we agreed on the top 25 and then have like maybe five as honorable mentions yeah. i think that was what it was yeah i think we we either i think we're going to i think we're going to do yeah it was either top 25 or top 20 with five honorable mentions it's one of those two uh, we'll, we'll figure yeah. out a concrete plan for that, but uh, I that's think you're right. Actually, I think it was a top twenty with five or something. The with five mentions. honorable mentions, yeah, that sounds better. That sounds cleaner. Uh, so that's that's kind of the plan right now. Um, we're going. We're, we're obviously going to do our uh, game of the year podcast. We always do it the uh, last week of every year. So that week in between Christmas and and uh, uh, New Year's, we'll sit down and we'll do our marathon of our top ten list for 2020, uh, and then. We'll come back uh, in January, and I don't know. I don't know how we're gonna work it out. I don't know if it's gonna be there'll be the full on episodes for those weeks, or maybe we'll do we'll we'll continue to do our weekly show, and that'll be like a side show, like it'll come out in the middle of the week. I don't know how it's gonna work out. I think we're just gonna kind of wait and see how January looks. If it's if it's kind of a a slow month of news, then we'll just we'll just make it a instead of you know just putting together a, a random podcast, we'll just make it our, our actual like shows of the week but uh that sounds like a plan 
Yeah, we'll, 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 but yeah, like I said, the plan is in January, and then we have the rules right now. Uh, when we did the last game of the generation list, we didn't include Wii U games. We included Wii games, and uh, yes. and Wii and DS was allowed. 3DS and Switch, uh, 3DS and Wii U was not allowed. This time around, Wii U and 3DS games will be allowed, um, but Switch games will not. And it can't be any Switch game that can't uh, any Wii U game that came out after March second. So that means Breath of the Wild cannot be on this list, right? Uh, which was one of the caveats. But any 3D, uh, 3DS game is allowed, and obviously any. Um, I think I, I don't know how we're gonna do it. I think what maybe we should just do like November eleventh is a cutoff for. Uh, yeah, November eleventh is a cutoff because the Xbox okay. uh, Series X like there's no actual exclusive game that's coming out um, on that day that's not already on the other consoles um, or will be in the other consoles. So I think that's probably the best. So like games like Miles Morales, Demon Souls will not be eligible for this list, but uh, everything else. Because um, yeah, I don't know that because it was kind of weird. Cop, but I'm not. That's tough because like a Cyberpunk wouldn't even count for that as well because that's yeah. also like a cross generation thing. Yeah, but I yeah, but I think it's gonna work out fine because they even talked about like the that game basically became like we were just talked about in the last show that like the game became a next gen game uh, yep. somewhere in development. So. I think it'll work out for the better. And I'm not really worried about, like, we had a weird cutoff last time around, but I'm not worried about any console launch games from PS4 and Xbox One being on our our uh, top 25 list. I don't, at least for myself, I don't foresee myself putting, uh, uh, what's the kill zone, Shadowfall. I don't, I don't think it's going to be make my, crack my top 25 list for Game of the Generation. I don't know about you, Gables. I don't want to speak for you, but uh, I don't see it. Um, <laughs> but speak, you know, speaking of you know, our, our game of the year list, um, I thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about if there's any games that came out this year in the year 2020, you know, we're about six, seven weeks away from, uh, us doing our top 10 list for 2020. If there's any games that came out this year that we've yet to play that we want to play. All right. So that have came out this year that I've, let's see, that I've yet want to play. There's a couple Either that I think you want to play more of or blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I do want to play more of Ghost of Tsushima. That's something. I want to see if I can finish Last of Us Part 2. It all depends upon how I'm feeling in regards, because quite honestly, it's like the the material, everything else I that you tackle inside of that game, it's it gets extremely hard just to go back and try to play it. I'm being perfectly frank with you. Yeah, and fair. because I'm so immersed right now in Ghost of Tsushima, I'm not even really thinking about Last of Us Part 2 at the moment. But I do want to at least finish it hopefully by the end of this year but for games i haven't even started yet that have released this year final fantasy 7 remake is definitely the one i need to play from now on until like around the the end of the year i want to try to play that also i have resident evil 3 i do want to try to get that one played because that one is going to be a lot shorter than the other games for damn sure i know that um looking over at my thing right at the moment doom eternal mm. i do need to finish up doom eternal let's see switch stuff switch stuff um gosh i'm trying to think of anything else in regards to the releases i know that uh gosh not even that uh, hyrule warriors game and stuff in november would count huh because that'd be the cutoff november 11th Ooh, well th- this that's for game of generation Oh, Which game of the generation, be, but this yeah, is for no, this like, year. Okay, yeah, I misunderstand. But for this year, yeah, you're fine. We could, anything comes out this year, obviously, is eligible. Well, I do want to try to buy 
the Hyrule Warriors, like the Calamity yeah. stuff, when that releases this month, I do want to play that. So I really got like about three to five games max I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, there's another one, though. The, the whole elements of uh, Curse of the Moon 2 on the Switch. That was the one I was thinking of. That's the one I played half of, and I haven't returned back to finish the other half. But I want to finish that. It doesn't take too long to go through initial playthrough, but from what I have played through, it has been enjoyable. So I can count about five games currently. Yeah, that's about it, though. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah, the only thing... Um, I've done a decent job of, like... I've been better over the years about, like, real recognizing I'm not going to, like, play these games or, um, you know, or, like, after a certain point, I'm like, I'm not going back. I mean, there's been some cases, like... Even Resident Evil 2. Like, that was a game I didn't think I'd go back and ever play. And I went back and played it, but I also had a, a dead zone. But for the most part, like, if I, if, it's a, if I feel like I'm not going to play it, I don't play it. So my backlog actually is clear. The only thing I have right now that's out that I want to play is Little Hope. Um, that's more so because I love Until Dawn. And I, like I said, like, on the last show, I didn't really care for Man of Dan. And the reviews right now for Little Hope are not great. But uh, I at least want to give it a shot. But, like, I've talked about it already. The rest of the year is... Pretty much jam-packed. Miles Morales, Gears Tactics, Sackboy, uh, Hyrule Warriors. Uh, I do want to check out Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War if, the, if it comes back in the campaigns. People are liking the campaign. I want to check that out. And then, obviously, Cyberpunk is uh, the big ones that I want to uh, want to play. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm doing okay right now. I've done a, you know, it's been a pretty good year for gaming, and I've, I've been pretty lucky about having time to play those games. Um Next up, you know, we were talking about, uh, um, you know, the, the end of the generation, Gables. I thought it would be kind of fun to talk about uh, some of, like, what some of, like, maybe your most disappointing games from this generation. Hmm. Honestly, most disappointing games of this generation, does it have to be the stuff that we've actually played? or? Oh, it well, like... yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to, no. Okay, I know there's a couple of disappointments in regards to this generation in general. I mean, the obvious one would have to be with games like Anthem. I mean, that yeah. one had a huge, huge build-up and stuff when that was initially really, like unveiled. Bioware, the next main big project after doing all the stuff with the Mass Effect and Mass Effect Andromeda not being so good. They had a lot riding on the stuff, and honestly... It failed almost on all levels. There's hardly any content to keep like players coming back to their player to their game and stuff. It was mostly aimed as a live service sort of game, but at the same time, there was so many like issues at launch that they had to go through an issue, a bunch of uh, oh god, different types of patches. There is all sorts of documentation stuff, and it's crazy that uh, there are some elements that are almost. <laughs> The exact same thing as how Marvel's Avengers has been this year, where that's also been a game that's been sort of disappointing from what I've understood from initial things, where I kind of feel like Marvel's Avengers, now that I look at it, the thing that's really suffering with this game is like the online portion of it, when you have to do things with other people, because there's hardly any people on the servers that you can get the help to do with. Yeah. But... Uh, Another disappointment that I could think of off the top of my head, Fallout seventy six. That one has a lot. That one had a lot of issues at launch. It definitely had a lot of issues in terms of the storage, storage lockers, in regards to like uh, NPCs not even being remotely available, and 
God, that game was such a uh, swindle for mainstream, like just main fans of that series, because you paid Bethesda a certain amount, like say for like a subscription for this MMO, and then you hardly get shit up on launch, and they didn't even add NPC characters, where players had to literally add in NPC characters until like Bethesda had to go through issue up some more like guidelines and stuff and what they wanted to do for downloadable content and this and that there there are some people that play that game hardcore however i still feel like that that is a major disappointment because this was touted as like a like uh like a whole new frontier for bethesda and the fallout franchise and stuff but it's more or less been like one of a couple different cogs of like a wet fart that they had throughout Hmm. the past couple of years um, let's see. Disappointing games, disappointing stuff. Well, I kind of feel like there's been one disappointment in terms of a game studio that uh, happened most recently, and that's with Lab Zero Games, where their main founder and stuff did a lot of shady dealings, a lot of shady things and stuff, to the point where a lot of uh, the workers that were under him either left the company or basically what had happened was the workers inside the company wanted the main oh, guy yeah. and stuff to leave and stuff. They wanted him to like be just to step down because he was not doing like uh, a lot of uh, morally ethical things. And what ended up happening was that entire studio just literally shut down because he did not want to do, he didn't want to budge on anything. And so a lot of those workers, he ended up letting go. I'm paraphrasing it right now. I know there are certain details I am missing, so don't jump down my throat if I do miss a couple of things. But I'm sad because one of their last games that they released is another game that I do want to eventually play, and that's Indivisible. I have the PS4 copy. I'm so glad I got that game when it was on clearance at my local Walmart. That is like a Valkyrie profile style game where a lot of attacks are based upon certain buttons and this and that. But my main thing is Lab Zero Games. This is a company that they were not treated well when they were with Konami. And so they separated that to form their own company, which end up down the line have them being out of jobs and stuff with that company finally closing down. But they were responsible for games like Skullgirls and uh, Indivisible and stuff. Ironically enough, Indivisible, that beta, I remember playing years ago on one of our extra life things i think that was the first extra life that i had spent with both you and jake <laughs> oh that one was a oh, fun yeah. one yeah that was a good year but uh i'm drawing a blank with other types of disappointments in terms of other types of mainstream games but i do feel like uh, a one big disappointment that i had while playing certain games this generation was the original Destiny. For everything that was touted from Activision, their 10-year plan with a game with Bungie and this and that, the original game, I feel like that there were certain parts of it that were good, but the consistency of the downloadable content, some of the DLCs were not as good as advertised. And honestly, I feel like that that was a major disappointment. Destiny 2, on the other hand, it started off like on the wrong foot. There was some elements of microtransactions and certain like uh, pay-to-win sort of elements inside of that game initially. 
I feel like since Bungie has distanced themselves from Activision and got the IP to Destiny in and of itself, I feel like they've done strides inside the right direction where it feels like whenever I play this game now with friends, I'm current, I'm getting so much, I've been rewarded for doing a lot of different stuff. Like they've struck it right, I feel, in regards to redeeming itself from how Destiny 2 initially launched and also from all the rage, all the random shit that Destiny 1 had. I felt Destiny 1 was a disappointment, like I said before, because of the content that was not available at launch. People were upset about that, I remember. Especially during the story mode, because the story mode, you, Jake, and I played through that thing together. All of us, even when that last mission was all done and over, we were like, wait, that was it? The main story mode was disappointing. The gameplay was the most fun aspect of that, of the original Destiny. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else. Mm, no, not that I can think of now. Okay. What about you, Tyler? Um, I have a few here. So first and foremost, uh, Watch Dogs. Um, okay. You know, I overall, I still I thought Watch Dogs was was good. It's a good game. Um, but that was kind of where again that new era. That's when like Ubisoft really was starting to turn around. I thought it was just like seeing all these really great games coming out from like like just like when they're previewing and showing them off. And I'm really excited for that game. Like, I wasn't even, like, the graphics part. Like, that was like, the biggest rip off of it. Rip what people had on was, like, how beautiful the game looked at E3. And then it's like, no, it doesn't look anything nearly as good as that. But, like, I don't know. Like, I thought the ideas in play there they had, like, you could see it. Like, it, it wasn't fully flushed out. But, like, what they showed, what you got, was just disappointing. Uh, Aiden Pierce, obviously, was, was a terrible protagonist. That story was just not good at all um you know i thought the definitely turn on watchdogs 2 was like really really good um but that was that was one for me that really uh that was a, a big bummer that, that was a game i was like you would have asked me at the beginning of the year like going into that year i think it was 2014 like in 2014 it was a pretty bland year like that was one yes of, it was probably you know probably one of the worst years that we've had in gaming at least since we've been doing this podcast um definitely probably the worst um and it didn't even crack my top 10 list that year. Like, that's how, like, like I said, wow. I enjoyed the game, but it was like, I don't know, it just, it was, it was meh. Um, another one, uh, pretty much honestly, like, uh, Bioware, just in general. Um, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition starting off 2014, then in 2017 we had Mass Effect Andromeda, and then uh, we had Anthem, Anthem, like, like they were the darlings of last generation, where like everybody loved them, and it's just like you've seen everything they've done. And like, I don't, I don't want to like be the EA basher, but you look at everything they've done since EA bottom, where it's like you look at Dragon, even going before this generation, Dragon Age two and uh, Mass Mass Effect three were just like ex- Dragon. They, I love Dragon Age. I don't even like like that kind of style, like that era of gaming. Like I don't care for like spells and magic and. Um, you know that dragons and all that shit. Like I don't like that. It doesn't look at me. There's always there's always like the like, I love Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. Uh, like there's always those things that like break that rule for you. For the most part, they don't that those that style doesn't really uh, uh, jive with me. And you know I just thought Dragon Age Inquisition was just uh, it's just the story wasn't great. Combat was good, but it's just I didn't like you know it's just, I didn't like. I thought the the worlds were bland and just the way everything was was set up just that was not fun. And 
obviously Mass Effect drama. I put 40 hours in that game just trying to force myself to like that game. Uh, I remember I talked about before about like I took a week off of work and I spent pretty much the, I didn't take the week off work to play this game, but I took the week off work and I, I spent majority of my vacation playing through that game, just trying to convince myself to like the game. And I remember like it was like, you know, like Thursday or Friday night, you know, my vacation's practically over and I'm just like, I'm done with this game. And I was more upset, like knowing like this was a game like, I, you know, loving Mass Effect 1 and 2 and enjoying Mass Effect 3, but it wasn't, you know, anywhere near the level of 1 and 2. And just how boring the characters were, how buggy the game was, how clunky it was, how boring the worlds they created were and the missions and everything in it. It was just, uh, it's just the game wasn't good. Uh, Borderline sucked. Um, and it's just, and on top of that, I wasted my vacation playing a game that I didn't enjoy just trying to convince myself that I liked it. Um, Mirror's Edge Catalyst is another one, speaking of EA. Um, love Mirror's Edge. It was just like, so excited for the fact they brought, they bring it back for a sequel. And then it was just almost like, like they released this game as like a way to prove that this game didn't have a sequel where it's like, we're getting like, Hey, all you love this platforming, uh, linear, like really awesome setup of like how like the flow through these levels. How about we make an open world where like things don't work that well. And the story is not very good. Uh, the, the open world is half baked at best. Um, you know, it's just like, I don't know. And he's like, Oh, we're also gonna make you do combat. It's just like, fuck. Like I remember being so proud of myself when I beat the, uh, I got the achievement on my 360 for beating uh, Mirror's Edge without without ever using a gun. And it's like wow. now like you're being forced in this game to use weapons, and it's just like, oh, man, fuck off. Speaking of a once again, Star Wars Battlefront <laughs> and Battlefront Two. Uh, just <laughs> I don't true. don't need to see say much more about those. But that was um, two uh, uh, very disappointing games. But um, I don't know. I mean, those are like the, the big ones that kind of stuck out. You know, Mass Effect drama, obviously. Another one, actually, I want to mention. I mentioned before. One of my favorite games of all time, but also one of the most disappointing games ever. Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh, really? Yeah. One of my, my game of the year, 2015. Still one of my favorite games of all time. Probably going to be in my list somewhere when we do our game of generation list. But right. it's just, you know, like, just the whole thing with Konami and Kojima. The fact that they were never, he wasn't able to finish the story. That was like... Chapter three was just cut out. The game just basically ended and they just had to wrap it up. And it's like, there was a whole third of the game that was just cut out. Like the last mission, um, you can see like the, you can watch it on YouTube, but it's just like, like storyboard stuff. It's like a little bit of voice acting, um, in it, but the mission itself was, uh, was never completed. Just, I don't know. Just, and then the fact that it wasn't actually, it's like when talking to Justin about Breath of the Wild. Like he loves Breath of the Wild, one of his favorite games of all time. But it's like the same way. It's like he misses um, uh, Zelda games. It's not a Zelda game. It's kind of the same idea where it's like it's an all-time great game, but it, um, it you know it's it's not a typical Metal Gear game. But still love it. But it's you know just just it's just it's it's soul crushing that my favorite franchise of all time never gonna get an actual real sequel ever. Maybe somebody else will, will pick it up, but it's like from Kojima's story, even though it's batshit crazy as he gets with them, it's like we're never gonna get like we're never gonna be able to pay off that that uh that story, which is which is a bummer. Even though I know we paid off with four, which is the most important part, but the the finally bringing the whole timeline together um, with 
with Metal Gear Solid Five to Metal Gear uh, is disappointing. Right. Um, but yeah, moving on to our most disappointing games, Gables. To what are some of your most underrated games from this generation? Underrated. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Game. Uh, you know, I have, I have, I have uh, one big one in mind I want to mention. Uh, for All me. right, go ahead. This was a. Uh, this game came out with so much, um, like, baggage behind it. Some it was like blasted in reviews. It was like the big topic of like how long games should be. Um, it's a uh, the order eighteen sixty six or eighteen eighty six. Sorry, eighteen sixty six. Eighteen sixty six. Eighteen eighty six. Thank you. Uh, but I really, 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 really love this game. I mean, and that was the big thing around that because I think it was like five, six hours long. Um, but I just, I had a blast with this game. I love the story. It, I, I don't know. I haven't played it since it came out. Um, I think it's one of the PlayStation Classic games on PS5. Maybe I think a game I would actually be interested in uh, checking out uh, again eventually. Um but I just had a blast with it. It looked stunning. The the story was great. I enjoyed the characters uh, quite a bit. Um, you know, it's just a bummer that like a game the around it like just the, the 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 game unfortunately just wasn't like no one talked about the game anymore. How good of a game it was, or if it was good or not. It was just about how long the game was. It's just like the narrative about that game, like. And that was, I mean, an argument that went on for a long time. I remember we had that discussion on here uh, multiple times when that game came out. I was like, how long game? How long should a game be? And it's just like, was the game, like, from a gameplay, was it like, uh, is this game a 10 out of 10 by any stretch of the imagination? Absolutely not. Is it a 9 out of 10? No. Is it an 8? Maybe. But it's, I don't know, I just, I feel like the reviews came out bashing the game mostly for the, for that, for how short it was. It's like they set it up for a sequel. I loved like the the twists and turns in it, and you know I thought the gameplay was it was good. It wasn't great, but it was good for what this game you know a narrative driven. It was kind of like the early signs of where like we saw, you know where PlayStation games were going, uh, first party games were going towards the end of the generation, and going especially in this one, it's like it's a third person action adventure game, and obviously like that's like their bread and butter right now. We've seen this generation with with their uh, pushes studio games um so yeah that one you know it's it's crushing like that's a game that i would love to have a sequel to if they had a sequel they announced a sequel to it i would be fucking ecstatic for i would it would make me so happy uh to have a sequel for that game um a couple other ones i have are the evil within games one and two um you know i've talked about recently what goes on extra life where like i didn't like one at first and then a few hours in i hooked me evil within two is fantastic um they never really sold well they had an audience around them. There's some buzz around them. Uh, but, like, I always talk about, like, they were, like, you know, before Resident Evil turned it around with 2, uh, the remake, um, you know, it was, like, you look at where Resident Evil went in the previous generation, uh, and then, you know, Dead Space kind of took that mantle last generation. Then you see, I always talk about Evil Within kind of took the mantle this generation after you know, Dead Space 3 kind of came out, and it was something completely different entirely. Uh, it, you know, it was pretty disappointing. But, uh, yeah, I just you know the the stories are you know they're dumb and you know but they're perfect for like what you're wanting in a kind of a a fun little horror game, you know the the you know I thought I thought the ways things went too was good like they were kind of made some like they're not really open world like the, the well they're open world ish there's little missions you can do in them but like the worlds are very small 
they're broken up into pieces. But uh, you know, the com- way the combat went with those games was um, just fantastic. Um, that I, I wish. Um, I hope we get an evil, uh, an evil within three, and that's kind of like the like the one big thing coming out of it for uh, um, with Xbox buying is like I could see a chance where maybe uh, evil within three happens. You know, it's like you know, those games, like I said, they never sold great, so I could see why they wouldn't want to make a third one. But it's like you know, they, you know, they sold well enough, and there's enough buzz around. It, I could see a, a third one being a, a big deal. A couple of ones. These are not like I mean, these aren't under the radar games, but they were uh, definitely games I loved a lot. Was our two Call of Duty games? We had Advance War and Infinite Warfare. Uh, mm. I thought the people hated them because they they totally jumped off of the franchise, you know, and like the, the things we're used to the you know they want more of the serious uh, shooter game, uh, you know, army shooter game. But like I love them for that reason. I love Advance Warfare because they went crazy with the futuristic shit, and then uh, Infinite Warfare going even crazier with like now you're now there's flying missions and like you're in a, you're a pilot and it's just like I love where those went and I, I wish. It sucked that like they had to totally like basically go back to the basics, which I like I talked about. Like I enjoyed Modern Warfare at the time, but I would so much love Infinite Warfare uh, or Advanced War one and two, or one or uh, two for me. The one of those. Um, so yeah, those are some of my uh, games. I like looking back at this generation. Either got a bad rap or uh, you know games that just didn't uh, get the the spotlight it deserved. What about you, Gables? There are definitely a few games that I can consider to be underrated. One of them I can think of off the top of my head because I'm staring at my Vita right at the moment. Gravity Rush. Mm. Gravity Rush is definitely a fantastic platformer. And I'll say this, that it definitely has a good open world. There's a lot of fun things you can do. Honestly, the gravity element of it makes it a lot of fun to try to work and manipulate because you're collecting shards and stuff to upgrade certain abilities you're helping people in this uh, gigantic, like, dystopian sort of uh, flying city. You're trying to uh, you're trying to go through and defeat these little these dark monsters and stuff like that. These dark, like, enemy monsters, while trying to uncover little bits about your past and do this and do that. I really loved the uh, feel of the game. I definitely felt like that it made good use of the gyros sensoring and also the uh, touchscreen of the Vita itself. Another game that's also was on the Vita I actually had the Platinum for, and that's Taco Master, believe it or hmm. not. This is a game that not a lot of people are going to know unless you want to go through on the, uh, the Vita storefront and go through and search for it. But Taco Master, this was a fun game that totally took me by surprise. I kind of dismissed it when I heard people talking about it, but when I bought the game myself, which wasn't too much, honestly. I think it was like maybe three bucks at most when I got it. It was basically a game where you just was just swiping the screen and stuff and trying to make certain taco orders and do this and do that. And I had completed that game before I even knew it. It was that fun. It was that addicting, honestly. And this is the type of game where I haven't played it since, but at the same point, it was simple in premise where you're swiping specific portions of like making your burritos or making your tacos and doing all sorts of various toppings, sauces, whatever. But uh, it definitely had a fun appeal to it. Some digital games I could think of is like that Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. It pays heavy reference to the Castlevania games because of uh, its creator Koji Garashi was very instrumental in sort of the, the in sort of the whole Castlevania franchise with his time to Nam like Konami and stuff like that with Symphony of the Night, Rondo, plus other games that. Uh, 
were after that, especially for the DS. Now that I, now that I remember it. But yeah, Curse of the Moon was definitely a great game in terms of its art style, in terms of its, you know, obviously the gameplay was very simple, and you can manipulate a lot of the different difficulties. If you played it through a couple different times at different difficulties, you could basically play it like you would a Castlevania game to where there's knockback, where you have hard foes, where you can only take a couple hits before you die. It had a lot of good accessibility stuff. So I know that game was pretty underrated, and it still is underrated. But, uh, let's see, 3DS games, stuff. Honestly, I really did like playing a bit of Mario, like, uh, tennis on the 3DS. That one definitely was a bit of fun. You could create certain meat characters in regards to that. But it was simple. It was to the thing. It was a lot better than, say, uh, Mario Tennis Ultra Smash, I think it was, or, or Ultra whatever on the Wii U, which that barely had any type of content, which, now that I think about it, was a disappointing game in of itself. That and another game for the Wii U for uh, Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. <laughs> that was barely a game at all. But that's disappointing. This is the underrated stuff. So, oh boy. I'm trying to think of any other types of games I could think of that were kind of underrated. Oh, there are actually two more games I could suggest. One I was playing a little bit of when uh, I got it on sale, and that was Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise. I love Fist of the North Star. That franchise is very, it's very over the top, it's very violent, it's very fun to actually go through and enjoy the show in and of itself. And this is a game that doesn't take itself too seriously. It pays heavy reference and like heavy like gameplay style and exploration things to the Yakuza series. That's a series I haven't invested inside. But from the time I've spent with that game, you're doing various side missions, you're doing this and that. I feel like it is an underrated game because not a lot of people are going to invest inside of it unless they know the IP itself. But it's fun. You can execute enemies, like just all these random sort of like uh, specific attacks. It has a development tree so you can go through and develop certain techniques, this and that. Another game... And I think this is going to be the last one, because this is the one I can remember a bit, was Mad Max. Hmm. Mad Max is a is actually a pretty good game in and of itself. I've played a little bit of it on the PS4. It is basically sort of like an open world style game, and you basically go through and have your dog with you. You can like work on your vehicle and do this and do that, but... It is a highly underrated game, which I would advise people, even if, say, you can't find it, say, at your retailers and stuff, this is a game you shouldn't, like, uh, miss. You want to go through and you want to get it online or whatever. It has some good combat stuff. It's The combat is more akin to almost like almost a Batman sort of experience with it, with the flow of, like, combat. It's been a while. It's been maybe about a year or two since I've last played it. But at the same time, from what I've experienced in the overworld and what I've experienced through the consistency of the mission structure and all the combat stuff, I really enjoyed. But those are the ones I could think of off the cuff. I'm sure there are many underrated games that I've played that I have not even begun to think about yet. Very cool, man. It's a good list. Um, and I think we'll end it with this one here. What's... um? Some of your favorite game or console launch memories. All right. Good one here. 
there are a couple of console launches I can remember vividly. The one that I remember the most, and this is the most impactful one, was when I got the Wii. The Wii was the first gaming system I bought with my own money. So back around 2006, my dad and I went 4 o'clock in the morning. We waited in line at our local Walmart at the time. We were like around the 6th or 7th in line. There was only so many consoles. We had to wait for these group of kids who built up a... Who pretty simply built up their fucking station that were sleeping and stuff like that in front of us, in front of the friggin' line. They had camped there, like, overnight, quintessentially, and uh, <laughs> we had to wait for them to clean up their shit before the store could open. So they got their stuff cleaned up. I know I was the seventh in line or so. We got the system. I actually went through my first paycheck that I've earned. I spent it on a Wii. Nice. I got the Wii, and I went later on that day and got Twilight Princess. I played that game almost all day <laughs> in that regards from that console memory. And I also, uh, yeah, I managed to invest in the virtual console when I got a couple digital games. So that was definitely a fun memory. The Another console launch memory I could think of was, and this is going to be for a while now. Oh, gosh. I know there was, like, another console launch memory I have. I'm trying to think. It wasn't for the... Definitely wasn't for the PS4. It's like, oh, the Switch. The Switch in and of itself. That was an ordeal in and of itself. I got the Switch finally about a couple of weeks later after launch. But uh, that initial launch day thing was so frustrating because I was basically lied to by the store associate at the time. And uh, I missed out on getting the initial Switch things because they were super rare to find at first because yeah. everybody wanted that system in Breath of the Wild. I had I had checked so often that one of the store associates was like, okay, give me your number and stuff. If we get another shipment and stuff, we'll call <laughs> you. And ironically, I was playing the Xbox One. I was playing through Gears 2, like Gears of War 2. I get the call. I tell them, I tell my folks, like, okay, I need to go to the store. I need to get this damn console. Drove me over. The lady came by in the back, gave me the system. I paid for it, full price, honestly. And I got Breath of the Wild with it. Jesus Christ, man. That was the best launch window, launch freaking thing that I've ever experienced with a gaming console. Breath of the Wild. That was so much worth it. That was a game I spent almost an entire month playing. And it's definitely my most unforgettable console launch freaking thing that I've experienced <laughs> so those two are the best i can think of nice um for me you know, it's like like the wii like you uh that was the first console i ever got at launch um i remember like i actually had like one reserved at the game store i was working at the time and yeah. uh, it's funny justin actually uh reserved me and his, justin was working there before about a year before that and i just announced it was the um revolution at that point uh-huh. And he, as soon as like literally the minute they went up for uh, reservation at, at the store, he put his he put his up, and then he called me. He's like, "Dude, you want to put you on this list?" I'm like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, come put me on that list." So he was number one, I was number two, and then nice. waiting, you know, waiting forever for this to finally come out. And then my boss prints off my GM at the time, 
there, prints off the list, and sees that he Justin doesn't work there anymore. He's number one, so he gets his. I'm number two. Only one employee is allowed to get one um, for the for the first shipment, and we got two in. And then she <laughs> took my name off the list so she can take my copy, even though she wasn't on the list, and just and and took her and bought took basically stole the weed from me. Um, and I remember so it's, I was pissed. But anyways, so that and this is like the night before, like the day before. So I'm thinking I have a, a wee all the way up until that evening. And then I come find out I don't have, a, I'm not getting a wee now. Um, wow. So I ended up going to uh, the Best Buy that, that's no longer uh, over here on our side of town, but going there at like one in the morning. And, it didn't, and, this, and remember, this is opening on a Sunday. Um, and there's no, you can't go inside. There's no indoor or anything like that. It's uh, It's a Saturday night. Uh, the week before Thanksgiving in Iowa. So it's fucking cold. Uh, wow. And I was fourth in line to get one. I remember sitting there all night waiting forever and ever. Didn't sleep at all that night. I think I went home. Uh, I had to work late that, that night. Went home, slept for like three or four hours and went up there and waited in line all night and uh, got my Wii. Uh, and then I remember getting up there. They didn't have any games though. There's no games available. Uh, but luckily I went to the, the GameStop right around the corner. Um, like literally it's like connected to the building and I walked over and they had extra copies. So I got, um, a site truck, a red steel, uh, uh, twilight princess. Um, Oh, there's a couple other ones I got too with it. I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, I got, those are like the big three was, uh, and obviously we sports was bundled in, but going home playing, I think I, we, uh, we all played me and my family played cause it was like 16 or 17 when it came out. We all played Wii Sports, and then my buddies came over, and we played Wii Sports. I was able. To, the one big thing I was like, they didn't have any extra copies of the games, but they had, they had uh, uh, an extra extra Wiimotes. So I was able. Yeah. I had a Wiimote, but I had the nunchuck. I just had the Wiimote. So I was able. We were able to play, um, uh, like you know, a bunch of Wii Sports and shit that day. And I, you know, playing Twilight Prince and stuff like that. That was that was pretty cool. Um, you know, as far as like big games, you know, like big uh, fun, you know, favorite game memories is like, I remember like. When I worked at that game store, like, uh, you know, like the work in the midnight sales, like the, like in civil a and when Madden, when that was a big deal back, you know, it was like, Oh, seven, Oh eight, maybe I want to say. And, yeah. um, doing those midnight sales. And like, uh, before that, like I had a, like I had to work the, the shift that day and we got our copies in, like we always got our copies in like three, four days beforehand. And, um, being able to take my copy home that like, you know, like we, the game comes out Tuesday, Tuesday night and uh or monday night and but we get we get our get our copies in on friday and my boss like you can go and take you know like you can go and take your copy home you just you know but i wasn't gonna play obviously because you get banned you know your xbox is gonna get banned so like sitting there with my copy of like you know like instant blaze like probably one like two or three of my favorite like uh franchises of all time like i I love the instant blade football games more than madden and like sitting there for like all weekend with my copy of uh, NCAA football and not being able to play it or <laughs> like, um, um, like mass effect. And that game came out, like we got, uh, uh, copies of, uh, and I ordered that. I remember that night with NCAA football, that one specifically, like I got, I, we were only open from like midnight to like 1230. It was stupid. Uh, I hated it. I hated it. Like we, we only, we never did them. We only did them like a few times. We did them like halo three and then we did them for the Maddens and call of duty. Uh, and I only worked a couple of them, but I hated them cause it was like, you're only open for like literally like half an hour, but you gotta be there like eleven, 
and then you like open up at midnight and we were a small store so you might have two or three people come in to get, get their copy and that was it and then like it, it was dumb so we stopped doing them but like when you're only over you know you get to go in and then a lot of times you had to open in the morning and then um I remember going home and staying up to like four or five in the morning because that was the first one to have the uh like the basically like the superstar mode in it like we were so used to it's called road to glory and that was the right. first one to actually have like where you you just played as the character you picked like that was before matt mlb the show did it as for nba 2k did it uh madden did it that was this was the first sports game to do that um and just staying up for four or five hours straight just playing through my road to glory mode with uh my quarterback i created going to north carolina and just flying through that and having a blast with that um Another one I remember is like Mass Effect, like being so, so work at that game store, and uh, like uh, we got the the guide in like two weeks in advance, and I, I was so excited I bought the guide for that game, and just sitting there like I didn't read the the actual like uh, spoiler parts of the guide, but just reading like the like the the beginning of about the characters and about the world and like learning about everything being so like sitting there at work because we were like when we were dead and just reading like like oh like me is like it brought me back to like as a kid like when i used to like look forward to the nintendo power uh all month and getting it and just reading it uh from back to front five six times uh you know that that weekend or that week or whatever before uh i, I stopped reading it you know uh it's that same idea where i just kept reading that same opening section of that guide over and over again uh just could not wait for waiting for fucking Mass Effect to come out. Um, so those ones, those are those were like another cool one. I remember is like those one for me because I got Halo Three a few days later. But like I remember like we got Halo Three and like you know it came out like on a Tuesday, and remember we got our copies in like a week and a week. It was a weird. I remember we got our copies in like a week or two before the, right. the game came out, and like um, you know a cool thing with with the, the boss we had there was like as long as you give me the money now. It's like you can take your copy home with you and shit. Just like, but it's like, don't, you know, obviously don't play. Like, I remember, like, I did, a, I only did that a handful of times. I did, it with like, like, I always did it with the spit with, you know, Madden or NCAA. I remember doing that with, like, Call of Duty 4. I remember I did it with Mass Effect, but it's like, like I said, you, you have the copy. But the one nice one was, like, you didn't have to be, you didn't have to wait to go to work or wait for the store to open. Uh, to, it's like almost like digital before digital, where it's like, I don't have to wait to go to the store or wait for the store to open to go get it. It's like, I can just, you know, I don't have to wait till ten in the morning. I could just play it right now at like one, two o'clock in the morning. Wait and start playing it. And um, remember, the cool thing like uh, a couple of guys who worked there. Like a few of them, like were huge Halo fans. Cause, you know, obviously, Halo was the was a shit back in that time. And like talking to them, but, like they just unplugged their hard drive and they they beat Halo multiple times, Halo Three multiple times. Like you know, this is a week or two before Halo Three actually came out. You know, and just talking to them about <laughs> wow. the game. Yeah, so it's it's cool. It's cool. Like a lot of cool memories there. Um, you know, like and then ones like I remember Justin and I going to get the 3ds XL on launch day, and like going up there. And I remember we both just randomly had the day off and driving up there to GameStop and grabbing it. That's pretty cool. Or um, what was I think it was like uh, I can't remember the game. Oh, Evil Within Two coming out. I think it came out the same day like oh, Friday yeah. the 13th come out, and it was just like they're randomly doing a midnight sale for it. I was like a nine o'clock sale and I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm, I, I had, I randomly also had that day off. Like I remember we had like a, our, our plant was shut down the day, the next day. I'm like, oh, fuck it. Might as well just go and get the game. I'm like getting that and had a four day weekend 
and just going getting that staying up till two three in the morning playing that so a lot of cool memories you know of uh playing some uh really you know some good launch games and some launch consoles so fun memories there so yeah i think that gables will wrap it up for us this week on this show uh thank you for listening to us it's um you know uh extra life is soon uh for us uh if you're listening the day comes out on friday uh we are uh you know antsy like crazy wait for get out of work so we can go home and go to sleep and wake up for uh extra life and start that up uh and then we'll be back uh next week we'll come back what's crazy thing cables is when we come back from this we'll be in the new generation yes we will yeah i'll uh hopefully have a ps5 i'll be playing some miles morales and some uh sack boy um astro's uh playroom shit like that so uh that's crazy thing doesn't it doesn't feel like it. it's like this uh this whole like winter season feels like it's uh, sneaking up on us um so it should be pretty awesome uh but thank you guys so much for listening i was host i was tyler and i have been colonel cables so until next time everyone i hope you have yourself a good week and i definitely hope and pray that you are wearing a mask mm-hmm. and wiping your ass yes <laughs> in that order most important wear a mask first yes, exactly but also um uh, wipe your ass that's also very important you, yes but thank you very much for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Hey, Gables. Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.